Welcome to the High Achieving Parents Podcast. I am your host, Severin Nassens, and I invite you to join us as we explore the reality and family experiences of high achieving parents around the globe. Learn from like-minded parents who do believe balance is possible, but not a one-size-fits-all proposition. Stay tuned for conversations about how my guests juggle successful careers in parenthood to make it all work in their own way. Will we find a common thread throughout these interviews? Let's find out. Welcome back to the High Achieving Parents podcast. Today, I am super excited to present to you all an amazing mom, wife, very adventurous woman, uh, dear to my heart in that area, totally uh, in tune with plenty of things that I also share about parenting. So we've got plenty of topics to talk about today. Uh, she is a brand and business coach. She's been in business for over 20 years, so she's got plenty of experience as well to share with us about how to be a high-achieving mom. Uh, so please help me welcome Michelle Galotti. Michelle, welcome to the High Achieving Parents Podcast. It's such an honor to have you with us. Oh, thank you so much. I've been so looking forward to this conversation. I know it's going to be so rich, fun, honest, go with the flow, all of it. All of that and more. Um, well, as we dive into the topic, um, if you could please share with us what has been for you as a high achiever, your highest achievement, your biggest moment as a professional? Hmm. Such a great question. And, you know, right off the top, I know that um, I could, you know, name certain projects or name certain things that would be, um, you know, that would feel like the the, mm -hmm. the right answer that would be, I think, a, a, an acceptable a traditional answer. one. Right. And, but what's really, um, what's really most honest and what, um, what I got even more excited to, to share with you is that the biggest achievement achievement um, that I continue to feel in my business and really in my life just as a human being is, um, is having been able to, having um, understood or felt that I really needed to integrate and bring both my life experience and my professional experience to the table, meaning to the business table. Um, that's been, um, that's been the most important thing. And, um, I say that too, because, you know, at the very beginning, 20 years ago, I didn't understand this. I didn't know this. I didn't understand it. I thought that, um, you know, success in business, uh, was really just being a business person, meaning, mm -hmm. you know, this is my professional experience and touting that and touting that again and being professional, whatever that meant. And then as time went on and I allowed myself to, you know, basically to express myself more, I started to realize it was like, you know, that wisdom started to come where, um, mm -hmm where it was right those those kind of the subtle little nudges of no 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 it's actually really important for you to um to include your life experience to talk about your life experience yeah. to meld everything um to, mm -hmm. to support you know um your clients best and to be honest to enjoy my life more you know to enjoy my business more 
Mm-hmm. One of the things that came up in one of the earlier uh, episodes is that whatever's going on in your private life, it reflects through in your business and the other way around. So it is important to bring all the whole the whole of you, the whole package deal, the person you are into whatever it is that you're doing. And I think being in alignment and in congruency with your teachings, with your coachings, with your with whatever it is that whatever um, advice that you're providing for a client, having lived through those situations and having that experience is so key. And it brings so much weight to the table to be able to say, hey, I've been there. I've done that. I've been able to work it through in this way or in that way. This is what I would like to suggest. So uh, it's uh, in the integration of the whole of you. I think it's really, really important. Now, before you set up your own um, consultancy business, um, you used to work in marketing uh, in corporate America. What was it that drove you to step away from that corporate job and start uh, your own business? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think back to the, the nights, the many nights and the many weekends where, um, you know, I would be filling notebooks, um, of, of business ideas, of creative thoughts, you know, everything from Mm -hmm. creative thoughts to business ideas, to cutouts, you know, of magazines that I would, you know, put in there. Um, and it was, I, I didn't realize it then, but what I was really compiling was, um, sort of my, I guess you could say like, you know, a, a creative journal that was going to be the thing that would spark me at the end, you know, after creating mm-hmm. one, two, three of them, having me look at them and go, wait a second, I think these are telling me that it might be time to go follow that, I mean, right? To go follow more of me, you know, more of the, the expression of who I am and what I can do in the world. So mm-hmm. um, that's the real honest answer is, is, is that, um, is what I was really thinking about, what I was writing about in nights and weekends. And then as, as probably a lot of the listeners, and, and I'm sure you as well, you know, we have things that happen in life that actually uh, life moments that actually help us, you know, life moments that are mm-hmm. challenging <laughs> that yes. actually help us do the thing. So my husband had lost his job um, and he looked at me and I looked at him and he goes, well, um, you know, let's move to LA. And then in the move to LA um, is when I thought, well, I don't have to, well, we don't have to do anything, but I don't have to go back to corporate, right? I don't have to go back to agency life. Mm-hmm. I'm having to move anyway. Why don't I restart? Why don't I start my business? So that was yeah. the, the spark. A fresh, a fresh start for both of you. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, I also know that you are a total modern day gypsy. You're a world traveler. And um, from the States uh, later, further on, you moved uh, to Europe, to Holland, which is right next to Belgium, where I'm from. Uh, and you set up a shop there and your son Nolan was born. How were you able to integrate your newborn into your um, into your schedule as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, um, how was I able to? Um, I have like a, a smile in my heart because uh, the visual I just had is of him. So here I am sitting at my desk in, in our Amsterdam apartment, which was about a block and a half from the Anne Frank house. For any of you who've, who've visited, you can kind of get a picture. Um, 
And so I'm, I'm, you know, in the apartment, I'm at the desk, at my desk, and the baby is, we had a carpet, you know, and the baby's just right, like, you know, on the ground in his little seat, you know, he's probably, I don't know, maybe two months old at the time. Um, and that was like a really, that's like a, a very um, fun memory for me for some reason, because mm-hmm. it, um, it, it did, it does express to me even right now, as you know, he's 15 and a half, 15 and a half years later, I remember looking down at him and going, wow, I'm doing this. Like I'm living in this new country. I'm continuing my business, which I can't remember how many years it had been, maybe five or six years that I had the business by Mm -hmm. then. So I was, um, I'm feeling like, you know, I felt like a sense of pride and a sense of like, um, yeah, I guess a sense of pride. Um, but not that it was super easy. Right. So I'm having that, that very beautiful visual right now of his cuteness, you know, playing kind of down beneath the desk. Um, and, and I think the other very, um, true part of that is that the way I was able to do it is, um, not by myself, (laughs) um, because I did as a new mom feel quite isolated, especially in Holland, because at that point we didn't know many people. So, um, really being honest with my husband about what I needed as a mom, who was again, the hub for the baby, right. With breastfeeding and, and all the natural things that we do as mamas, um, being really honest with him about what I needed. And he's always been so super supportive and wonderful. Um, but it was that honesty that really helped me emotionally, to be honest with you, emotionally helped me. And then, um, and then the balance, you know, again, yeah, it really does take a village and we, we, we can't, we, we can do a lot on our own and we can't do everything. So I did have someone come in to the house, um, a few days a week for about four to five hours. So yes, sometimes Nolan would play, you know, right beneath me. Um, but a lot of times, you know, he would be with, um, with her, you know, with the nanny kind of doing, Mm -hmm. doing his thing. Um, so I would say honesty, I would say it was such a mesh of that business and baby, he'd be right there. And to this day, I can tell you that being honest, especially in my partnership, you know, with my husband mm-hmm. about what I need as a mama and how important my creativity and my business and and my, you know, um, my time, I guess, is, has been, um, you know, has supported both of us, right? Just that open communication. What, what would you say was the hardest part for you in becoming a parent, bringing Nolan on board? Hmm. The hardest part for me was uh, what I felt early on. And then I, I, I realized this was not the case, but, and, and maybe some of you listening will so understand what, where I'm, where I, where I was. Um, the hardest part for me was feeling like I had lost a part of myself. And this was early on, right? So he was a, he was a baby, be tiny baby. And I remember you know, standing in my Amsterdam, in the Amsterdam place and looking out the window and feeling this sense of, um, of loss of like here, you know, and I had always wanted to be a mom, you know, um, or, or was really excited, you know, to, to be a mom and, and had loved my pregnancy and just, oh, so much joy in my heart. Um, and it's, and as, as you know, it's one of my favorite things to do every day, any day. I love this role. I love this friendship that I have with my son. And, um, and looking out the window 
when he was a newborn, I, the hardest part was because I was so new at it and a lot of emotions, obviously postpartum. And I was just like, I feel like my life, you know, the life that I knew is gone. And am I, am I going to be good at this new life? You know, can I do it all? And of course, you know, when the baby is also, you know, new and you and your husband, you and your partner, you know, are trying to figure out where's the you time, you know? So, so that was the toughest part. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Do you remember that? (laughs) Oh, I totally remember that. And I can, I can, as you're talking about it, I can visualize when I had my daughter, she was born a month early based on the schedule we had, but the schedule was off. She was born uh, a month before and I I hadn't been able to set up everything in the office and leave everybody in charge of whatever they needed to be be doing. And apart from that, she was born on, on a Sunday night. So on Monday morning, when I call in and said, listen, I just had my baby. I am not coming into the office. My business partner, he actually told me, oh, you got to be kidding me. She's not due in a month. And he said, well, she's here. And she is real. You can come over to the house and check. She is real. She's in my arms. I cannot come to the office. And my assistant would actually come to the house the next day. I mean, I was 48 hours after giving birth. And I, I remember that exact feeling of a my my life as I knew it is gone. And this is just a new me trying to figure it out. Where is the manual? <laughs> Looking for that thing to hold on to and how to do this. Because I was a first a first timer as well. Uh, I totally get what you're what you're sharing. It's it it is a feeling of loss. Um yeah. A part of you, it's like a part of you has been taken away, but then again, there's this extra part of you now in your arms. You have a baby now, right? And and you have to shift your priorities, set healthy boundaries. And it took, for me, it took a while to be able to set those boundaries with everybody around me and um, shift my focus on taking care of her, taking care of myself, which is something that I hadn't been really uh, listening to. Uh, and and I also know uh, from what you shared with me earlier, you also went, well, I've also I speak about also because I, I as well went through postpartum uh, depression, um, which is something that I think most women struggle with after that hormonal rush going through our body. I mean, we created a human being. It's not just just your your other day right it's it's something extraordinary how um was that experience for you to deal with postpartum taking care of the baby taking care of the business it is for me it was a lot what was your experience with this yes yeah it was a lot it was a lot and um I will never forget my husband coming home from, because this will really answer the question. Um, my husband coming home one afternoon, uh, you know, after biking, because we only had bikes um, for those four years. So after him biking home from from work and him coming up the stairs and I'm holding the baby and um, I'm, cr- I'm crying. And because right. I was so happy that he was home, but also crying because it was a lot. 
it was a lot. And in that conversation, what happened in that conversation was me asking him, you know, speaking of, of being honest and, 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 mm-hmm. um, and sharing where I was and what I needed. And I just told him, I need you to help me. I, I need you to stay home. Like I, I can't, I, I couldn't maneuver, you know, it was, it was, um, it was the allotness, the, 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 maybe the heaviness of it, if you will, was mm-hmm. the, the newness of being a mom, the newness of going, what are these feelings that I'm having? Like I'd never had any sort of depression in my life. I had no idea what I was experiencing. I'm like, is this normal? What's happening? Um, again, I was in a new country. I had my business. So um, when I asked him or when I told him, you know, I, 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 I need you. I, for, I forget exactly how I said it, but that was the energy was I need mm-hmm. you. I need help. I need yeah. support. And he was like, okay, okay. And he called his, um, I remember he called his, 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 uh, his leadership, his, his bosses and, and said, Michelle needs me to be home. And they were gr- just amazing human beings and said, take as much time as you need. So, and mind you, he had already taken, I think a week or two, I can't remember, but uh, he took another two weeks to be home with me. Um, so it was difficult, but, or, and, and this is, again, this is something that didn't just help me with P, with postpartum, um, or in the postpartum days or in, with postpartum depression, but still helps me to this day in, in all regards, whether it's with my son, sharing with him, my husband, sharing with him, my friends, um, just, um, yeah, it is, is, is sharing myself, you know, is, is really letting mm-hmm. people know where I'm honestly at and not trying to be, because I know that I am a strong individual, um, without needing to, uh, pretend if that makes sense. Yeah. Without having to reassure the others that you are a strong person, right. Without having to go there. Um, Something I really like about what you just shared is that you share yourself, you share life with your son in such an open and honest way, and also with your husband Josh. And I think the 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 three of you have reached that um, point of communication that is so honest and so raw and open. Um, how do you keep that level of openness? going as, I mean, you're having, uh, Nolan being 15, this adolescence kicking in, uh, how has that been for you? How have you managed to keep that going, keep that openness and honesty going in your family? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I think specifically of my relationship with Nolan, you know, how I've been able to keep it going or how I started right? How I started doing it with him because it's been so fruitful for, for all the reasons that, you know, I shared or alluded to, you know, how, um, how healing, how, mm-hmm. yeah, how healing it is, how connecting it is to share with another human being what you're really going through. Um, with Nolan, you know, this was, as I shared with you offline, um, see if he's 15 and a half now, I consciously started doing this maybe about three and a half years ago or so, and, and even more so consciously in the last like couple of years, um, where I realized that 
in, out in the world that the parents were known, were known, and just like my parents too, were known as the group of people who love to ask the younger, the younger people, like a lot of questions when they get in the car, you know, from, from school or, you know, it's like questions and we're trying to connect with them. It's like, and how was this? And how was that? And, oh, and do you want to see your friends? And what did your friends say? And all these questions. And I, I started to, to realize, oh, wow, I'm in that role now, right? I'm in that role of like how my mom used to ask all these questions or my dad. And I started to, um, again, consciously ask less questions. And I was like, you know, let me, let me just try this. Let me just share with him. Sorry for that. Um, let me share with him, you know, what's really happening in my day. And so he would get in the car um, from school and we would have 45 minutes. I live in Los Angeles, so I have a lot of time in the car. We would uh, have about 45 minutes each way. And I would just share with him, oh my gosh, Nolan, so you won't believe, you know, what happened. So I was, you know, on a work call and the or work Zoom and the Zoom shut down and then it wouldn't actually go back up again. And he was like, oh really? And he goes, what'd you do? And so, and, 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 and these are, you know, this is just one quick example of things that I would share with him, or I would say, you know, did I ever share with you that at 15 was the first time that I realized how nervous I was to like public speak? And he'd be like, no, you haven't told me that. I'm like, oh my gosh, Nolan, it's so funny because now at 40, whatever, and I, you know, do public speaking, I would have never thought. And here's the thing that happened. Okay. Those, from those two examples come 50 or a hundred examples. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to ask him questions anymore. All of a sudden, there might be some silence still in the car, but then maybe three, four minutes later, he'd go, "Um, mama, so this thing happened at school? And I'm like, oh my gosh, here he's talking, right? He's talking. Yeah. So it was, it was um, this sharing of, again, yes, exactly. And human to human, you know, I think sometimes we look at our kids or feel our kids and yes, we are responsible for them and we get to help them and we get to guide Mm -hmm. them and advise them. And, um, especially as they really, I would say their whole lives, but I know now, you know, as he got double digits, there was a different relationship that was calling me, you know, that was calling us forth. And we now, I mean, Mm -hmm. and now there's just this, there's a, a, just a fluid, you know, uh, conversation. I should say a fluid relationship that has sparked the back and forth conversation. I I really like that you treat Nolan as another human being. It's not the child because oftentimes, and I've been there many times with my daughter in the past where I would treat her as a little girl. I would treat the my daughter as a little girl. And I, I also started treating her like not necessarily an adult adult, but I would have adult conversations with her without sugarcoating stuff with really raw and honest. And, and if I would be feeling off and I'd be feeling sad or whatever I would have going on, if she would ask, mom, are you okay? I would say, well, really, honestly, I'm not. And then tell her what is going on. And she'd go, oh, So then we teach them, we model what sad looks like, what happy looks like, what frustrated looks like. And also, I think it keeps us as parents on a reality level that oftentimes I would remember being young, I would have my parents on a pedestal and they would be like the untouchable gods 
And I do not want to be that untouchable person for my daughter. I want to be approachable. I want to be with her and, and her, having her know that I'm there for her and with her through whatever um, goes on in life. And, and I really appreciate you sharing how you establish that communication with Nolan, letting go of the questions because we do ask so many questions. Right. And they sometimes and I, I know that my daughter has actually told me that she feels intimidated by me asking so many questions. It's like, mom, you really need to know all of it. <laughs> right. So if we do start switching, flipping that switch and starting to tell them about your day, um, exactly. it's such an amazing. It so it can be so simple, you know, um, really, you know, it's. Uh, and, and it is how we keep relevance, right? Like how we, how we stay mm-hmm. relevant in their lives, how we like, you know, as you were saying, how we uh, are relatable to them. But this idea of relevance is really, really interesting too, that, um, you know, that's really what we want as parents. We don't, we don't know that intellectually, like, oh, we want to stay relevant in, in their lives, but no, that that's relevant because they you know, they are human. It doesn't matter if they're younger, they have similar feelings to us, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, for them to go, wow, you know what? She, she gets me and guess what's going to happen as they continue to grow, hopefully, right. That's your and my wish. I know is that there will continue to be exactly. There will be continue to be the sharing and the relevance because, and the trust, you know, the, the trust that, um, you know, she's not just here or my dad's not just here to give advice or to tell me to do this or clean your this or do the homework, right? It's not a one-way street. It's not a, a linear thing here. No, this is a back and mm-hmm. forth, right? A back and forth, yeah. actu- like a true relationship. Wow. That brings me to my next question. How do you and your husband and including Nolan, keep your sanity throughout life as it is right now. We're still in the middle of a pandemic and it looks like it's going to go on for a little while more. How do you as a family and also as an individual keep your sanity um, among it all? Mm. Oh, I love this question. Um you know, sometimes questions like make me smile immediately. And it's like, I don't even have something in mind or in heart. Well, no, I don't have something in mind, but clearly I have something in heart. So I love this question and I'm just sitting with it for a second. The, the, um, the first thing that, that comes is, is humor. You know, um, the three of us have, um, and really, I guess maybe because Josh and I started this, but it definitely is who Nolan is as well. It's part part of our nature, but also part of the nurture that we do in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just humor is like having tick, what we call tickle fest. And mind you, he's 15 and a half, but he still thinks that they're funny, you know, or whatever. Um, so like, you know, tickling, wrestling, you know, um, jokes, like I joke around a lot um, the other day when we were on our trip, we were in the hotel room 
And I, I tend to, I'm a very silly person. Like I'm a very silly and sort of goofy person. So I started to dance to um, Michael Jackson's Thriller. And my, I didn't realize this till later, but my son started recording me and, and wait until I tell you what happened. So I'm dancing for about two minutes and I'm doing all these moves and there, and my husband's just watching me. My, my son's just watching me and, and we're, and they're starting to chuckle a little bit. I try to do this finale and I kick off my sandal, my, <laughs> my flip-flop, I kick it off and it didn't come off the first time. And well, the second time when I tried to flick it off, it went straight up into the straight up, you know, into the hotel room and slapped me back down, came right down and smacked me in the face. Oh my God. It was <laughs> Severine, you, and mind you, this is all on video. My husband is in the background because you can see him. And he is doubled over. My, I, there are, you know, we've been together 20 years. I haven't seen him laugh that hard <laughs> in a long time. But so humor is a big one. Humor and dance. Well, you Why know, not? In, in Latin America, I'm laughing. I think this is so funny because in Latin America, and you may know this, there is a thing called La Chancla. <laughs> See, I remember. <laughs> You remember La Chancla, and this is where moms will actually throw their flip-flop at their kid's head if they're misbehaving. So you you just chanclaed yourself in the head. Right. I can it was, I can totally see that everyone was cracking up. Comical. I mean, Hilarious. I hear tears from all of us. So so keeping balance, I would say. Keeping balance to me really means keeping perspective, right? So even when I'm in pain, whether that was emotional pain from, you know, uh, the couple tragic deaths of my mom and brother years ago, or even um, I have some gut stuff where I sometimes feel, you know, pain. Um, and I, I know that in those moments, I do it all the time in those moments, do I take care of myself? I do. And part of taking, meaning like physically I take care of myself, but taking care of myself in those moments of, of pain, for example, is also, um, yeah, remembering that I have this tool called humor, this tool called playfulness to not just like, not that I'm trying to pretend that the pain isn't there, not at all, mm -hmm. but that there's still so much of life to enjoy. And so, um, so humor. And then I think the other way to, that we keep balance as a family or that I keep balance as a, as a, as a woman, as a mom, as an, as my own individual is, um, is through movement. You know, I, uh, I do love to dance. I love to hike yesterday. I was on a hike, you know, solo, um, again. So, so solo time, um, and then my husband and I, you know, because we, we need all parts of, of these times, meaning we need our solo time. Mm -hmm. We need time with our partner. We need time with just our child. You need time with the whole family. So remembering that each relationship and, and the, the relationship with yourself is one, um, that each relationship needs its own quality time is big. Mm -hmm. And Josh and I, we've told Nolan, so again, he's, he's a teenager now, but we've told him since he was young that, um, uh, and in fact, sometimes he jokes with me, he goes, mama, Papa's your number one, isn't he? Um, and we kind of laugh because I had a conversation, I've had conversations with him, um, uh, in the past about how, if, if his dad and I, if his Papa and I, um, you know, 
don't take care of each other. Meaning like if we don't go and have fun at a concert, if we don't go for our walks, if we don't, you know, do these things, um, you know, that, um, that we won't be much fun, right. For the, for the whole family, meaning we need that connection. So, so he's speaking of humor. So he, he's even had his own humor around it. Like, oh, I know Papa's your number one. And I'm like, you know, he's, he's pretty darn important because this is, this is who creates, this is who created, you know, the, the household. Right. And um, so yeah, time is a couple. So I know we talk about it as far as like date nights and things like that. And, and sure, is that part of what I'm talking about? Yes. But I think it's taking it a step further. And, you know, um, when I think of the, some of the things that my husband and I do, like, um, you know, and you don't have to be the romantic type to do these types of things, but asking each other, you know, mm-hmm. um, what, what would make your day sweeter today, honey? You know, like one of us has more stress than the other or whatever's going on. Like what would, what would make your day sweeter? You know, um, I remember many months ago, like Josh held a, held a, a little poetry night or a little poetry reading night for me. Um, you know, just, just little things, um, beyond the date nights, things that really make the person feel like, you know what? He thought of me, like he really took a moment, um, to think. And again, you don't have to be a poet. You don't have to do these like romantic things, but just what would she appreciate? What would he appreciate? And how can you make their day or their night sweeter? You know, that's, I think it's a great, a great piece of advice you just shared with us is checking in with each other and, and being present. Uh, as long as we are present with ourselves in the first place and then being present with our partner, being present with our child to really see and feel what is going on with them, we're more able to support them in the little things. And it starts, it all starts with the little things, right? As you say, it doesn't have to be a huge romantic dinner or a trip to Hawaii or whatnot. It can be just simple things. A cup of coffee in the morning will do it for me oftentimes, right? My husband will prepare Agreed. a cup of coffee and say, hey, hon, here's a coffee. And he brings it to bed and he's like, okay, cool, thanks. And that's just, it sparks joy. It's like bringing these little sparkles of of joy and, and, and presence into our lives. Um, before we round up, what would your most solid piece of advice be for other high achieving parents on the whole, the whole life experience, uh, between business and life and kids and all that. Yeah. Great. Another great question. You have such great questions. I mean, I, I really feel that, um, you know, when, when you are high achieving, when success has been in your DNA or on your resume, um, you know, um, and and that you enjoy it, right. You enjoy this, because I really see my business as not only a way for me to support others, and that is so purposeful and meaningful, but it really is an expression of my creativity. So I understand, like, you know, everyone listening, like, that's who we are. Like, it's this is part of who we are. It's, it's something that that um, that's exciting for us. I, um, I think remembering that that part of ourselves that is able to produce, um, whether it's for a corporation or, again, for your own business as an entrepreneur, Remembering that um, we can we can sort of allow her to take a back seat in the relationships that are most important to us, and what I mean is, you know, um, instead of feeling like um, like the extension of 
high production means uh, being, let's say, like in 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 work words, professional, which means kind of uh, taking yourself out of of uh, of the relationship, like only giving a certain part of yourself, right? Because you're so you're so with it, you're so um, you know checking the boxes. Everything is has to be right. Everything has to be you know the whatever the lunches are packed and okay, that's check. And I got to get to work and I got, but just allowing um, ourselves to uh, feel the emotion of a relationship to really feel mm-hmm. um, how we can best connect with, with another, you know, with our, our loved ones, our son, our daughter, our husband, um, our wives um, really actually is asking us to, release or let go a little bit of the go, go, go nature of, mm-hmm. um, of being high, you know, high producing of being successful. Um, it, not that it's the opposite of being high producing, but it is, it's, it's, it's another part of being successful and it's, it's really being successful in relationships, um, wants us to slow down, wants us, as you said, so beautifully, um, you know, wants us to be more present. I mean, the most um, you know, the, 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 the ways that we can be more on purpose, you know, I get a lot of clients who ask me like, well, how do I know if I'm on purpose in my business or how do I know if I'm living my purpose? And my response is almost always, um, you know, number one, we have multiple purposes. Um, and number two, you are on purpose. If you are, you know, giving from that place of, true presence in that moment? Are you really seeing that person? Are you really hearing that person, right? Calming the business mind and like, are you really being on purpose, giving your focus, giving your energy, giving that that joy of yourself um, to your child, to your husband, to your partner? Um, so I would say, uh, yeah, I would say that that's probably the most important piece is, is presence. And um, yeah. Thank you for that. And I also, it, it brings me back to way in the beginning when you spoke about integration, about integrating who you are as a private person, integrating that into your business as that all comes together. In my experience, it's been a lot easier to stay on my high achieving um, archetype and still be me. I do not have to switch the hat that much. It's just shifting my focus and uh, focus and presence from my family to my clients, but it's still me. It's still the same. It's like a pivotal thing for me. I'm still the same person. I'm just shifting my focus from one side to the other. And that helps me um, not having to make such a big difference between the professional me and the personal me. So it all, it all comes together. Thank you so much, Michelle, uh, for sharing all your wisdom with us. Where can people reach out to you on social media and on the internet? Yes. Um, So I am pretty active on um, both Instagram and Facebook. So you can find me on uh, Facebook as Michelle Gelotti, G-H-I-L-O-T-T-I, Instagram. Also my name, um, but the handle is Couture Happiness. C-O-U-T-U-R-E, happiness. Um, Couture, of course, being one of a kind, like creating your one of a kind mm-hmm. life, whether that's 
life and business. And then um, the website where you can find my blog, um, I write a lot. So you can find, you know, helpful things around business or family. I write a lot about relationships. So you'll, you'll find a lot about that. Um, and that is michellegelotti.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-G-H-I-L-O-T-T-I.com. All right. I'll make sure to drop all of those down below in the comments. And um, thank you so much for joining me uh, on this episode. And I look forward to reading more on your blog and uh, getting to know you in person sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm already looking forward to our next session. What was your major takeaway from this one? I'd love to hear from you. Come and share your insights with me on social media at Coach Severine Nassens and visit highachievingparents.com for more information on how you too can find clarity and obtain the tools to find fulfillment in both your professional and family life. Talk to you soon.